Hi, I'm Greta. Hi, I'm Millie. And you're listening to The Books We Meet in the Library. A bookish podcast about reading and the book community. Welcome to our mid-year reading goal check-in episode. That is a mouthful. So today we are going to be talking about our reading goals for the year, our general thoughts about the books we've read thus far, if there are any standouts, what we're currently reading, and what we are looking forward to for the remainder of the year. And we also have a special announcement. So stay tuned for the end of this episode so you guys can hear um, the exciting news that we want to share. So we can just go ahead and jump right in. Millie, what is your reading goal for the year? So my original reading goal um, is to read 100 books and I've never been able to hit that and so I always like put it to 100 but then move it down to 52 um, and see how far I actually go. I aim more around the 80s or the 90s but like one day I'll make it to 100. That is a really lofty reading goal, and I applaud you for being that courageous because I could never. What is your reading goal for this year? My reading goal is actually much bigger than it was for last year. Um, 48 books. Okay, and how far along are you? Okay, I am 19 books in, so roughly 40-ish percent. What about you? Okay, so I'm doing a little bit worse. So I've read 32 (laughs) books, so that's 32%. So I really should be like, granted, we are recording this at the beginning of June. So technically, Mm -hmm. I have until the end of the month before it's like the halfway point. But that means I should be hitting 50 books by the end of this month. And I don't see that happening. I need to step it up. Currently, Goodreads is telling me that I'm on track. But last month, I only read one book in all of May. And I know that is going to bite me in the butt later. So I need to I need to step it up. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about everything book related um so why don't we go ahead and get started with like some of our like standout books here um my three standouts which i think are going to be contenders for my favorite book of the year my first one is romantic comedy by curtis sittenfeld my second one is tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by gabrielle zavine and the third and if you know me no one is surprised the flat share by beth o'leary what about you um i also have a little bit of a mix uh so for fantasy um my favorite one so far that i've read is the blade itself by joe abercrombie and then for sci-fi i actually have a contender which is prime deceptions by valerie valdez And then for romance, um, I have The Neighbor Favor by Kristen Forrest. Really? I absolutely love that book. Like, it's one of my favorites that I've read so far. So cute. I love it. I was really considering putting that one on my... um, on like my top three but i was not sure i've read a lot of like really really good romance this year um i feel like i got a little bit lucky how have the books been treating you this year so far well to be honest i'm a little bit disappointed with how my reading year has been going so far okay do tell do tell this year my goal was to like stress less with like reading and making content and i started off really well and then um and then I looped you up to a podcast. <laughs> and then and then three months into the year, you're like, let's make a podcast. And like, let's buddy read all these books. No, bro. I think I I think the most challenging aspect is um my slow, slow descent to TikTok. Like that has so far been the most stressful. I'm like, how do I film a 
video. It's totally, it's so easy. I, okay, I have actually found it that the more casual the TikTok video is, the more likely people are going to like the content because it just seems way more genuine. And I know BookTok is so incredibly aesthetic. And like, honestly, Bookstagram, like book Instagram overwhelms me. It is so aesthetically pleasing and it feels like it's always so perfectly curated. And whenever I am reading, I literally feel like a little troll. Like, I don't read aesthetically. I read in my bed with my Kindle until my Kindle falls on my face from exhaustion. So (laughs) there's never like a cute moment of me reading. I was really into Bookstagram a couple years back and I was like doing the whole like try to take the pretty pictures. But then there were so many people who were doing like all these amazing like edits on top of their pictures Mm. to make it even better Mm -hmm. and had all of these like Mm -hmm. elaborate layouts that would take them literally hours to create for like a couple of pictures and i was just like i can't compete with that and so i kept like comparing myself and then that kind of ruined the experience of like wanting to take the pictures so yeah i kind of moved away from it and i've been meaning to kind of go back into that space um i think i just was gone for like two years and so it's like Mm. a little bit more tricky to to jump back into it i mean as long as it's a hobby that you enjoy i feel like it really should just not be an issue it's a moment where you start kind of like a like comparing like you said or kind yeah like doing the whole keeping up with the joneses where like it loses the fun of it so yeah that's why whenever i post anything on like it on like on my instagram account relating to books or whatever it is literally like you are getting like you're getting the bare minimum in production but i swear like you will get some lit analysis like i will deliver that. it's like i have to be bare face in my pjs with terrible lighting yeah. and you're gonna get a novel analysis yes like i will you know revert back into my my one year as a literature major before i switched majors I forgot you were a literature major. Yeah, dude. Can you believe that? It's crazy. I actually learned a lot as a lit major that I like took on that I continue to use now. So it's good. It's good for you. Stay in school, kids. I think one of the issues that I've been having in terms of like why I haven't been enjoying like my books as much as previous years is that I have this one video series that I've been doing uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, My Is It Worth the Hype video series. And I love doing it. But it's one of the most time consuming video series that I put on my channel because essentially I am reading from a book box collection for a year. And so it's like minimum 12 books. And so I've done it for Fairy Loot. I've done it for Owlcrate. I've done it for Illumicrate. And it's been like varying levels of like me liking the books and disliking the books. And so this time around, I decided to do it for Mysterious Galaxy, which is the indie bookstore that's like near us. Yes, we love Mysterious Galaxy. Love it so much. And so that one is like all adult fantasy and sci-fi. And so I was so excited about this one because I was like, I'm going to have the most success with this. And also, it's the first time that I'm actually purchasing the book box myself instead of getting them from Libby. Bruh. Oh, no. That doesn't sound good. Bruh. No. It just, it has not been lit. And so majority of my DNFs this year have been from this video series. I want to cry. That's the worst. And I was just like, this is the one I was anticipating the most (sighs) out of all the ones that I've done so far. And this is so far the one that's been like disappointing me the most. And I'm just like, so I think that that's why I probably have like 
more lukewarm feelings towards a lot of the books I've been reading the last couple of months because of that. I have gotten very, very lucky so far with the books I've picked up. I don't know what it is. Towards the beginning of the year, they were all kind of just like mid. There were a bunch of two stars in there. Some even were one star. But then towards like the later half, it, it got it got a little better. And I've been picking up some stuff that I'm just like, oh, like this is fun. It's all been very, very fun. It's I have gotten a lot more strict or um, picky choosy maybe um with what i give a five star so that's also changed a lot because last year everything everything was a five star this year i'm like mm, i'm using my critical thinking you know <laughs> like honestly i have that that problem too like when i rate i always overrate books and so mm. it always ends up being that i have the majority of five star books at the end of the mm-hmm. year and i'm mm-hmm. like no, there ha- there can't be this many five-star books. And I have to, like, look mm-hmm. back at them and be like, okay, some of these are four, 4.5. And then occasionally some of the books that I gave, like, four or 4.5, I, like, look at them again. I'm like, mm, actually, you were a three. I think the problem is I rate stuff a lot, like, as soon as I finish. And I really need to learn to, like, not rate books for a couple of days. Like, give me mm. some time to think about it yes. for it to, like, yes. marinate and yes. then, like, try rating it not emotionally. Yes, no more gaslighting ourselves into thinking that a book is a five star when deep down we know it's not. I actually went back and I changed my rating for Happy Place after our little discussion. I was like, wait a minute, like, does this, this doesn't sit right with my soul. I think, I think it was because the sec- my second time reading it was not as enjoyable. Um, and I, like, there's books where I've, I've reread and I have enjoyed them just as much a second time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of made me realize, it made me... I don't know. I was just, I was fathoming. I was fathoming things. So I like to point out the fact that in our top three books of the first half of the year, neither of us mentioned Emily Henry. And I think that's the most (laughs) shocking thing of it all. I know. Listen, but listen, I just got a notification on my Libby hold that Book Lovers is up. So will Book Lovers be my number one book again this year? We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Okay, we hit our quota of mentioning the iconic queen, Emily Henry, per episode. Yes, Um, take a shot. Kind of right. Take a shot every time we mention Emily Henry. By the way, Mm -hmm. if you do want to see all of our um, stats kind of laid out, like literally by breakdown of how many stars, um, how many books we have by star, um, how many books we've read thus far, what books we've read, all of that. Please go to our TikTok. We put together this like cute little diagram slide. It's a little PowerPoint presentation for you to check out with all of our little statistics. And the bulk of them I got from Goodreads. I use Goodreads to track all of my reading. It is amazing. I use Goodreads as well. I wish that there were elements of Goodreads that made it like... I guess a little bit more user-friendly yes and also kind of like options of how we Ah, want to track certain things Mm. because like for instance i rate with 0.5 so like i'll rate 3.5 4.5 and goodreads Mm -hmm. still does not have that option and i'm just like like that's the thing like with um with happy place it's like occasionally Mm -hmm. i was like it could be a four it could be a 4.5 and then my head was like it's a 4.25 like i went real like deep into that (laughs) and i was just like I need more options. We can expand on that. What do you use to um, track your reading outside of Goodreads, if you use anything? Um, Well, I use my handy dandy reading journal. Yes, we love her. Which I absolutely love. And I've been starting to do reading journal videos this year. 
Um, yes. Greta has been like the biggest fan of wanting more journal I content. I love those. They're so aesthetically pleasing. And it's just, there's something so like relaxing and comforting about watching somebody else get their life together. <laughs> like, <laughs> get their life together on paper because i mean i can talk about what i use to like track my reading after but continue it's just so pretty i really like it because i was a huge uh person who didn't like bullet journals just Mm. because i like straight lines um Mm. so dots were scary to me (laughs) dots were scary and then like i would see all of these gorgeous beautiful like bullet journal spreads that were so aesthetically pleasing and like a lot of it was people like putting artwork on it so like they were already talented to begin with and then other people who would use it as like trackers and things like that would have still these like amazing artful um designs and again i was just like i can't do that i don't do art like i can't even draw stick figures that are like distinguishable but then i realized that i was like oh there may be dots but you can draw straight lines and you can make the templates exactly how they are in your little neurotic head. And once mm-hmm. I realized that, I'm like, oh, my God, I literally can create my own reading journal with exactly what I want. And from then on, it's been like a game changer. I've been using this to track everything. Honestly, I'm so happy that worked for you because as OK, at, we were both Virgos and we're both so insanely neurotic when it comes to our journals. We are so type A. It's so funny. Millie, I don't know if you still do, but you use pencil first and then you go over it in pen. I cannot start <laughs> off with pen. I can't. I, that's too much pressure. Like, I can't. See, it brings me, it, it gives me so much anxiety. So whenever I watch her, like, do her journal, I'm like, okay, I'm not the one risking my journal. <laughs> no, like, everything is with pencil first. And I, I go over things, like, multiple times before I, like, commit You're to so pen. brave. He's literally so brave. Thanks. I use an Excel spreadsheet. Well, not an Excel spreadsheet. I use a, um, on Google, like a Google sheet to track all of my reading. Um, I have made this Google sheet like absolute perfection. There are star options so I can select what how many stars I gave each book. I can sort by book. I can sort by category. I can sort by vibe because I give my books vibes. Um, I can add like I can select what type of um, reading style I consume the book in. So whether it was like audiobook, um, whether it was a physical or an ebook, and everything has emojis and it's color coded. I even have tropes for romance. I need to show you my spreadsheet. It is you absolute do. That perfection. sounds wonderful. It's amazing because then at the end of the day, you can like export everything and like sort and then like make little graphs and figures. <laughs> so I you know. can like analyze what you're. That is so nerdy. Oh, my God. At the end of every year, I always create a spreadsheet. Like, I think mine is, like, similar concepts and, like, way more simple um, to do, like, all of my stats for the end of the year. Um, But I definitely need to check yours out because I might be making a copy and stealing it. No, I'll show you. It is so much fun. And it's so cute. I literally have, like, little emojis for, like, friends to lovers and, like, like the vacationery. It's, like, it's it's so much fun. I do have, like, every single book I've read ever on there. So there is that. Speaking of which, um, we should probably talk about what we're currently reading yes okay so why don't why don't you start off with this one because i feel like your what you bring to the table is always just insane (laughs) i always bring something that is the opposite vibe of whatever topic we're talking about which makes perfect sense of course i'm usually the type of person that i will be reading one to two books at a time and i usually don't like doing more than that 
so naturally I'm back to reading four books at the same time, which is chaotic <laughs> for my brain. And I don't like it, but I've already started all of them. How do you pick a favorite child? Like you, you can't, you can't. See, the problem is that it's, it's all about um, accessibility. Okay. Yes. So I have my physical read mm-hmm. at home. Then I yes. have my audiobook at work. But then mm-hmm. those are random moments when I'm waiting at the bank to go get my rent money and I'm waiting in line and it's like, okay, well, here's an ebook. Now it's time to read an ebook. So now I've already started on like three different books. Why not add another audiobook? <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden Libby's like, hey, this book that you've been waiting for is available. I'm like, well, I guess I have no choice but to start it. So now I'm stuck in four books. That is so painfully accurate that the amount of times that that's happened to me where I've been on Libby and like I have put like several books on hold and then they all arrive at the same exact time and then I'm scrambling like listening to the books at 2.5 speed trying to get through them because my Libby hold is going to be up in like a week. It is horrifying. Um, Libby is a sadistic bitch. No, but I love her. I love her so much. I love her too. Like, it, this is a really abusive relationship. Um, Libby treats us so well sometimes. She's like love bombs us sometimes. And then sometimes she's abusive as fuck. And we just take it. I, I literally will do whatever she tells me to do. It is insane. We are her bitches. No, literally. If she's like, you have too many holds. I'm like, bet. Get rid of someone. <laughs> just so I can get this new one. It is insane. My favorite part of Libby is when she's like, it'll be available soon or in two weeks. I'm like, that's perfect. I need to read this book soon. And then um, she literally means two weeks. And I'm like, no, when you say two weeks, Libby, you mean a couple days. And then she actually means two weeks. And I'm like, how dare you do exactly what you told me you were going to do? My absolute favorite notification to get is when a book hasn't been released yet and it will be released in your library systems shortly. Um, and you like put a little notification that's like, hey, notify me when this book becomes available to put on hold. The second I get this notification, I am running to get my book on hold. And then I click hold and I'm already like 17th in line. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I guess y'all were quicker to the draw. <laughs> How rude. How rude. Oh my God. It's worse than like trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. It's, it's awful. I remember when you were trying to do that, like you, you looked stressed. It was the worst day of my life like honestly it was the worst day of my life but okay what are you currently reading please tell right me. that's right okay um so my physical read i'm reading kai K, uh okay. which is a adult um indian mythology fantasy book um okay. for my audiobook i'm reading the girl who fell beneath the sea which is a ya fantasy um, that's basically like spirited away. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Which is all the cute vibes. I know, right? I'll send you the book later. Like so far, I'm like 30%. Oh, that's and it's reading like really cute. And it has that whimsical vibe. Love. And then I've also started Heart of the Sun Warrior by Su Lin Tan. And that's the sequel to Daughter of the Moon Goddess. Um, and then today, Libby was like, hey, the third book in the First Law trilogy. So the sequel to Before They Are Hanged, my grimdark fantasy. They're like, it's available. And I'm like, grimdark. And my heart just sang. And I'm like, no, bitch, you don't have time for this right now. You're in the middle of three, like, happy Asian-inspired fantasy stories. Like, the vibes are good. I know, right? The vibes are good. Like, 
We'll have dread later in the month. Like, go back in time a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I would see your nightstand and, like, the stack of books that you were currently reading simultaneously, mm-hmm. I swear it was the most, like, earth-shattering thing ever because I could not understand how you could watch, how you could read so many different stories at one time. Now, I get it. Um, so I normally have one ebook or physical book and then one or two audiobooks and the way that my brain does it it's like okay so when we're driving to work we're gonna read this one and then when we're driving back for work we're gonna read this other one and then while we're at work we're gonna read a third one (laughs) oh my god you take it to a whole nother level i have an audiobook for work and an audiobook for home but like you have in three or four audiobooks here yeah 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 and if i'm listening to something that's like the Okay, we've talked about this before. It is the funniest thing ever is when you're listening to like the most smutty freaking audiobook on the face of the earth at work and you're dropping your headphone volume down to like as low as it can possibly go because you, at least me, I just have the worst fear that like somebody is going to be able to listen to. No, 100%. Like I have these headphones at work, which are Bluetooth, right? So I'm really good too. I'm so paranoid that the bluetooth will suddenly just like cut out and i don't realize it because the headphones are so big that i can't hear like other noise and so i'm thinking that like it's just gonna play in my office i'm so terrified of that happening wait that's a new fear you just unlocked a new fear (laughs) i've never thought about my bluetooth headphones just like like turning up oh that is awful i've had that happen in my car where like I've turned my car off and then people have come in my car and then like smut just turns on and I'm like, Jesus, this is so embarrassing. Let me turn it down. It's like, I'm sorry. Like wrong CD. Where's my Taylor Sif? Not my porn. <laughs> wrong CD. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just outed myself with my age right there. <laughs> Not even aux cable. I said CD. <laughs> No, but like, I mean, it's so accurate. Imagine if we still had to get audiobooks on CD. Imagine like the pictures that would be on like the CD covers and it's just like Fabio looking guys that are shirtless. Oh my God. Iconic. Truly an iconic time. Those mass market um, like romance, like OG romance, body strippers, amazing covers, like incredible. What are you currently reading? That's a great question. <laughs> I'm currently reading nothing. Technically, I'm still reading those who wait <laughs> Bitch, you did not just say that. Technically, I'm still reading that book. Listen, like I said, I am a little reading troll. I'm a little reading gremlin. So I will be in bed. Like bef- This is my before bed book. I will literally be in bed reading on my Kindle until the Kindle falls on my face. And then I'm like, shit, okay, I got to put it, go to bed. And then the next night, I'm like, okay, but where was I? And I have to like reread the same chapter <laughs> Like, I'm in my own personal Groundhog's Day. It is torture. Um, Yeah. So currently still reading that. But um, I also started Georgie all along. And I got through, like, a couple of the chapters. And it's really good. And it's totally, like, my genre. But for some reason, I'm in a reading rut. I have no interest in, like, continuing to read these books or, like, actively, like, sit and say, okay, I'm going to read now and, like, you know, eat my way through them the way I normally would. I have just been listening to a lot of, like, music recently. But but in true in true Greta fashion, I have made playlists for the books I have read. <laughs> so 
I actually made a playlist for the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo because if I do anything right, it's curate a vibe. I know how to curate a vibe. So that's what I've been doing. But do you have any recommendations for getting out of a reading rut or a book hangover? Because it is real. Okay, so I've definitely experienced book hangovers before and like book burnouts which okay. I, in my mind, those are two different things, even though it's like the same outcome, which is like your inability okay. to read. Time so like, out, time out, time out. We need to, I feel like we need to, we need to, if you don't know what a book hangover is or what a book mm-hmm. burnout is, please enlighten the class. Yes. All right. So class, a book hangover and book burnout, while they sound like the same thing, are caused by two different reasons. All right. We following along here, class? Take yes. out your pencils. Notes, please. Okay. So book hangover is when you read this like amazing stellar book it's five stars it's brought you to tears it's like right now in your mind like your favorite book of the year and you're like nothing can compare to this and so you start reading other books but you're like it's not the same as that one that i just read that was so wonderful and because you know that your judgment is clouded you don't want to read because nothing can compare to that book okay that's a book hangover now um a book burnout is when you're reading and reading and reading but nothing is catching your interest everything feels okay nothing is super super interesting to you and you just don't want to read because you're bored so either way it's the same outcome where you're just not reading and trust me i've been there i've actually had like those times where i don't want to read probably like three or four times throughout the year um, which sounds like a lot, but considering how much I read, it also makes sense why occasionally I'm just like, no more, I need a break. <laughs> um, I'm actually currently feeling it in my soul that I'm nearing a book burnout. Oh man. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. I'm actually planning on not reading in the month of July, Ooh. like literally doing a reading cleanse. Is that why you're traveling? Yeah, so originally I was like, okay, I'm either going to barely read or I'm going to okay. be reading a ton because I'm just going to be stuck on planes. Yeah. And then this like radical thought popped in where I'm like, but what if you just don't read? Like, what if you take a break? And I was like, bitch, who said that? Like, <laughs> like I never not read. And I'm just like, but maybe you need it. Maybe you need just like that reset, yeah. that cleanse. And so I'm just kind of get, getting myself off the hook for July. Like, if I want to mood read a little bit, sure. I won't stop myself. But if, like, I don't want to read, I'm not going to pressure myself to read, to hit some imaginary yeah. quota in my head. Yeah. Do you feel like being in the book talk, booktube, book um, Instagram space kind of adds an ad, like, it has an added pressure to read more books, to consume more of that sort of th- of, like book-ish content 1000 percent. there is so much pressure to read because in order to create the content you need like material for the content and that's reading so it's like yes you could read one book and then do an entire video on one book but that kind of like limits the options and Mm. so it's like the more books you read the more content you're able to produce and so there is that Mm. pressure Um, There's actually one booktuber that I follow. I love her content. She's like one of the pioneers of the booktube community, which is Books and Lala. And if you're in the booktube community, you know who I'm talking about because she's like the queen. And she's known for just having like really innovative video ideas that are so clever, so out of the box. And she's one of those people that reads 
30 books a month. That's like so reading is her full-time job and she does all of these amazing yeah. video series ideas where she mm-hmm. needs to read like a dozen books just for one video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see all of that and I'm like so inspired by it. But then it's like, well, I can't, you know, really do it to that extent. Like I'll give yeah. you a really quick example. The video, yeah. one of the videos that I did last year was reading from the Goodreads Choice Awards for the romance category. Yes. I love that video, by the way. People should go check that out. I really like that, too. And I am planning on doing it again this year. Yes! Um, We win. And so I picked three books. And the reason why I picked three books is not because I, like, arbitrarily like the number three. It's because I couldn't imagine myself being able to read more than three romances (laughs) in a two-week span. Two-week span. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, okay, because I have two weeks from, like, when the nominees are announced to when the voting closes and the winners are announced. And I was like, I don't want to read and be doing this video series after the winners are announced because I feel like that's no fun for me, yeah. like, yeah. participating in this. Yeah. So I had that two-week time span. I'm like, okay, the most I could probably do is three books. And then um, Kayla is over here doing, like, the entire horror category. And so she's reading all 20 nominees in the two weeks. You know, I, I can't help but compare in that moment. I'm like, okay, you can read 20 horror books, just horror. You're probably reading other stuff in the meantime. And I'm like, I can barely manage three in that same time span. <laughs> so like, yeah, there's a comparison game. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm pushing myself to read, then it's, people are going to notice that. And it's not going to be any no, fun. Yeah, it's no longer fun. I mean, it's also very important to, you know, take into consideration that for a lot of these like really, really big book Instagram channels or like book YouTube channels, that is their entire job. It's to read Mm -hmm. these books. Um, We have jobs outside of this hobby. So unfortunately, jobs, what? I know it's so unfortunate how I wish I could lay in like my bed and just read all the time. But that is just not the case. Mm-hmm. So, so like you are new, newish to the book community because I think mm-hmm. you've been in it for about a year. Yeah. Um. So how do you feel as kind of like entering this space and kind of like reading in a more <laughs> aggressive hobby kind of way? It is an aggressive hobby, but if there's but if there is something that I know how to do is dive headfirst into hobbies. I am a hobbyist by nature like one time I was like oh I want to paint and I literally have like an entire chest of like paint supplies when I wanted to learn how to do my nails I have an entire drawer full of stuff to do my own nails like when I go in I go all in the one difference with books is that I find it very difficult to actually purchase books now I know this is controversial Mm. I know this is controversial but how do I put this how do I say this I like to invest my money in things that I I already know I like so I'll compare this to like buying vinyls I also collect vinyls whenever I purchase a vinyl it's because I love that album and I need it to be part of my life in a physical way not just like on Spotify so it's the same feeling towards books whenever I purchase a book it's because one I know it is going to be absolutely amazing chef's kiss Uh, or it's already something it's something that i've already read and i really want to have like a physical like 
representation of it in my home. That mentality and that like shift um, actually came a little bit into my reading journey because at first I was buying a shit ton of books um, and then I would end up like, oh, DNFing this book, didn't really like it that much. So that is one thing about the book community overall is was kind of like a little bit off-putting to me, just like the insane amount of like consumerism that goes into it, especially when it's like, are you really keeping all of these books or are you going to like donate them? Because that's what I would do. I would just end up like donating my books. Um, so there's that. That was a little bit off-putting. Um, like, as you can tell, I don't have an, a beautiful shelf the way you do. And like, I love it. And I think it's absolutely gorgeous. And I love being able to go to your house and like shop your bookshelf. Like, that's brilliant. But it's just not something that I feel would be um, sustainable for me. So instead, I opt for using my uh, local library a lot. I love my library. If there's ever books I want to check out or any books that I'm interested in getting, I will just get them that way. Um, and I will purchase a book here and there as a little treat if it's like a new release by one of my favorite authors and I will totally splurge and get it. Like I have the Emily, all the fucking Emily Henry's books because there are just gorgeous and I have like special editions of some of them because I just I, I can't help it the cover is gorgeous um so it's like stuff like that so that was something that I found to be very difficult I felt like I needed to have this gigantic shelf of books or like this giant stack or this giant hall to partake in this community um but then I just kind of realized like no you don't need to do that to yourself if it's not something that you actively want to do and honestly, that's really good that, like, you came to that decision and, like, pretty early on because, yeah. um, you know, I I realized that three full bookshelves into my journey. <laughs> it's um, expensive. Reading is really so expensive. Expensive. Like, you don't understand. And I'm saying this because I know that Husby is not going to be uh, <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, Husby's the type of supporter that he will like everything. And he will share everything, but he won't actually listen to me talk about books because he's like, I really don't want to do that. I love you, but no, don't make me listen to you talk about books. That's fine. But he's still, but don't like, don't get it twisted. He still built an entire library slash recording room for you. Oh, a hundred percent. Like he would buy yeah. like the bookcase, like a new bookcase for me every Christmas and build it himself. Like that's the most important yes. part. It's like, I'm not building this Ikea furniture. You'd be doing it because he's just kind of in the whole mentality of like, well, why do you keep buying books? Have you read all of the books? I'm like, how dare you ask me if I've read all of my books? The answer is no. Okay, the shameful no. answer is no. But he'll ask me. He's like, so then why do you keep buying books if you're, you haven't finished reading the ones that you already bought, right? So then that led to me sneaking my books in. So anytime I would buy a book, I would like keep it in my car if he was home, right? And then wait for like when he's not at home and like sneak it in and just put it in my shelf because he will never notice if I have a new book. Right. Never. He will never, never. notice because he can't tell like which book is new in the bookshelf. The only time that my secret was revealed was when I had two bookcases. Right. And the books were so jam packed into the shelves and I had to start putting piles outside of the shelves um, yeah. that he finally goes, did you buy enough books that we need to buy a third bookshelf? And I'm like, yes, yes, please. Yeah. My secret was finally revealed. I think he knows that I sneak in books, um, mm -hmm. but he is kind and does not call me out on it. 
I mean, there is a difference between book collecting as a hobby and book reading as a hobby. Um, and we can, we, can, we can get into that. We can get into that. Because, I mean, I know for a fact that you are both. You're a book collector and also a little bookworm. Mm-hmm. So I am a book collector in the sense that, like, I like certain copies. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to be special edition, but, like, I like certain copies and I like um, owning certain types of books. Like, for instance, I mainly physically buy fantasy books. It's very mm-hmm. rare for me to buy a sci-fi or a romance or a contemporary, anything like that. It's like, no, I like my shelves to just have fantasy books. And then there was a while where I really got into like the special editions, mm. um, especially because I would go to used bookstores and find them for like ridiculously cheap prices. Yeah. So then I went through my whole book flipping era. <laughs> Love that. It was hilarious because I would find like these like special editions. And I'm like, there was one time this gold mine of a book. I found it for $5 at Book Off. And I'm I like, I, I literally saw this go for sale in triple digits. Oh, my God. Online. So I flipped it and I sold it for $100 and I made back $95. Love that. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> she stares out into space at the shame. <laughs> I mean, supply and demand. <laughs> Truly. Honestly, yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, but now I'm I'm less into the book collecting. I was really into it like a year, year and a half ago. And I'm less into it now because I'm just kind of like the shift to me reading so many audiobooks. I'm like, I can't justify to myself how many physical books I'm buying all the time. I'm like, you need to slow down. Not to mention, you like to purchase hardcovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't look yep. so guilty. Don't look so guilty. I didn't think that buying, having a preference for hardcovers was a problem until I switched to the adult demographic. Oof. Why? Why is a hardcover $30? Yeah. That, that ain't cool. Okay? Like, I should not be charged extra for torture, violence, and smut. <laughs> not necessary. <laughs> not necessary at all. I can't. I so I also like reading paperbacks. So purchasing a paperback um, just seems a little bit silly to me. <laughs> having a shelf, okay. Also because having a shelf of a bunch of like cracked spine paperbacks is not that cute of a look. So mm-hmm. there's also that. That's why I just I, I I just do a lot a lot of audiobooks and then a lot of ebooks, um, but I do have a couple um, I do have a couple books that like for example like the Emily Henry ones. One of my very very good friends she went to India on the trip. She came back with a um, British cover the British cover of um, Book Lovers. It is gorgeous. Ooh. It is beautiful and it's sitting on my shelf and it's a paperback because she knows me and it's just sitting on my shelf beautifully and like you best believe i'm never gonna open that book because the second i open it i'm gonna like, <laughs> like break that book just crack the spine yeah oh. and i can't i can't do that i can't do that to her she's gorgeous oh my god i have this one book series and it's like really off camera over there so you guys can't even see it but it's the pendragon series by dj McHale. i have been collecting these books since i was in elementary school and i yeah. still have them yeah and the spines are so broken it hurts when i see them they're so broken because granted i'm nine years old and i'm reading the book like as a nine-year-old would 
Um, and I still have the books because they are like a core nostalgic memory for me and I will never give them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I see them all together, it's just like the 10th book and the ninth book I got in hardcover, but one through eight are in the paperback and like eight looks okay. Seven, okay. Six, a little bit. And by the time you get to the first book, that spine is so like just deteriorated. Yes, that's a good word for it. It's barely there. Oh, I have I have several books like that. I have one of my favorite books. Um, one of my favorite books that I had growing up as like a teen. It's a teen coming of age story, which I might force you to read later. I have not decided, but um, it's called it's um it's it's a funny story it's kind of a funny story um that book it is annotated it is dog-eared it literally sat in my trunk for i think a year like just baking in the heat but i love this book so much i love her i put her back on my shelf proudly i was like she's been through it but i love her so much that's so good Okay, wait, we totally like did not answer the question of how do I get over a book hangover, please? Because I need to make up, I need to get to my reading goal and it's not looking like I'm going to get there. Got it. Okay, so there's three different uh, techniques that I use okay. to get out of like a book hangover. Um, so number one mm-hmm. is to um, do a book cleanse. Literally just give yourself like a week or okay. like couple of days more than that where it's like i'm just not gonna read i'm gonna do anything else but read i'm just gonna take that break from it so that i can miss it and when i miss it i can return to it girl it's Um, been a month (laughs) okay moving on to tip number two then okay uh tip number two is to basically read out of your comfort zone read something out of the genre they usually gravitate towards just something like new doesn't have to be spicy but just something like new and exciting for you that's just different okay um tip number three um is to go back i think you might actually enjoy this one go back to like an old favorite like a nostalgic favorite from like years years ago and just like re-enjoy that experience of like this book that you absolutely love that you just haven't read in so many years to maybe see if that can kind of like spark your whole like I love books that kind of feeling okay I get that that last one I actually did at the beginning of the year at the start of the year I was like you know I want to start off the year in a good like on a good footing with books but I didn't really have anything in my Libby and I had kind of like exhausted all of like the releases that I wanted to read from 2022 so I started off with a tried and true book that like I knew I loved and that kind of like reignited things so okay I will definitely 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 um implement these tactics and I will report back in our next read maybe i'll actually be reading something that i am thoroughly enjoying then i just need you to finish that one book i I, I can't even remember what it's called i need you to finish that one book i will i will not dnf this book although i do dnf a lot of books which brings me to our next topping point talking point and that is when to dnf a book do you have a like this is the end i can no longer deal with you or is there or are you a i'm going to i started this i will read this if it's the last thing i do um i think before my mentality was like finish every book that you start because i would feel this immense amount of guilt and pressure towards this author because i'm like this is their work and like i want to like 
read it and finish it like out of respect like I had that kind of mentality going into it but like not you're not gonna like every single book and you don't need to struggle through every single book because that time that you spent struggling through a book that you didn't like you could have spent finding a new book that you end up loving and it's your favorite book of the year yeah So once I thought about it that way, it's like, okay, yeah, if I spend all this time reading a book that I know I'm not going to enjoy or rate highly, then I'm just wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, there are some books where I have DNF'd after one chapter. And that's purely just like the vibes are not there. The writing style is like not for me. And I know off the bat that it's like, I don't need to give this book more of a chance. It's like, it's just not for me. And that's okay return it and I just it's like a little 5% DNF that's not bad um for other books that I'm reading and I'm kind of like unsure from the very beginning um I think depending on like how long the book is so for instance if we're talking about um like a regular nine hour audiobook format um that's more of like the standard page count for audiobooks Mm -hmm. um I would give it 10% okay So it's like I'll go up to 10% and if I'm just not feeling the book, it hasn't turned it around for me, hasn't piqued my interest, then DNF I go. Um, I think the latest I've ever DNF'd a book was at 73%, which I thought I was going to finish this book and I was like pushing myself to finish it and I couldn't. I couldn't. And it was the sex scene that did me in. Not even while you were like washing dishes, you couldn't. Oh, wow. I couldn't. I I was so annoyed by this book. And I was just like, be gone. Wow. That is a very, very like, that's a long time to read a book and then DNF. Holy smokes. When do you DNF? I'm notorious for DNFing and then coming back to them. So I DNF books for several reasons. A lot of them, because I listen to a lot of audiobooks, unfortunately, if the narrators are annoying, if their voices or their cadence, even if their cadence at like 2.5 speed is not doing it for me, then unfortunately, it's going to be a DNF. I like there's no other way around it. And that's not that's not the author's fault. It really just sometimes is the narrator like yeah but if that is the case then if i'm like going through a dry spell with books where i have like nothing to read i will try like the ebook version or like the physical version to try to like okay well maybe you know maybe it was just the narrator maybe like i actually like the story so there's that but recently oh my god recently i dnf'd a book because of the male protagonist i'm not gonna say what book it was um or maybe i should say what book it was anyways the male protagonist in this book was literally like the perfect description of a gentrifier and he was being glorified oh that hurts they were glorifying this man's actions they introduced him as like this like businessman entrepreneur whatever and he was like flipping he was like flipping homes in like impoverished parts of like i think it was like texas the example of like where the story like took place in my head all i'm thinking is you were pushing out disenfranchised communities to make these like to like flip your little houses to resell them in the book it even said he was like reselling them for like three four times the price i was like i am not about to sit here and listen to this like character fall in love with the absolute garbage scum that is this person um question was this male main character a mediocre white man yes how did you know go figure lucky guess 
it was just gross. So I was like, I cannot do this. It just it just didn't sit right with my spirit. So I DNF that book. Although it was like kind of interesting, like the interactions and like relationship was a little bit interesting. I was my my interest was peaked, but I just could not stand like the he's so like intelligent and such a like a businessman and self-made. I'm like, get over yourself. Obnoxious. So I DNF to that. Um, and I'm probably never going to go back to like re-listen to it. So um, I'm a delusional DNFer. I'm sorry. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that I will do a temporary DNF on a book and be like, it's just not the time for this book, but I'll get to it later. Like, I'll come back to it. I will. But you never do. No. And I know <laughs> deep down that I won't, but like, I will not own up to that. I'm like, no, it's like a soft DNF. It's like a temporary DNF. Like, I'll get back to it in a couple months. I just did that recently with the Gilded Wolves. And like, I was editing that video where I said like, it's just a temporary DNF for now. And I'm like, bitch, you lying. Like, you're, you're never coming back to this book this year. It's going to be unhauled in a month. I like how your reading experience is a lot of just, like, gaslighting yourself. <laughs> That's the theme for this year, apparently. It's just, like, I'm, like, I'm not stressed. Everything is fine. There's no external pressures. Like, what are you talking about? Literally forever in fight or flight. Two very anxious, book-loving Virgos over here. It is stressful. It's not even actually that stressful. We just make the experience stressful. And I think, like, I can't, I can't speak for you. But, like, I always have to organize things so much that I just end up making things, like, either last longer or oh. just, like, more challenging for myself. And yeah. it's just, like, you don't have to make everything a competition with yourself. Yes. Yes. You don't have to. Like, it's fine if you just mood read. Yes. It's just a scary word. I don't like that word. In a similar vein, I was that way with, like, working out and, like, going to the gym. Like, in my head, I put it. I made it so that like in my head I was like oh you will go to the gym Monday Wednesday Friday period because it's every other day and it just it makes sense it just makes sense to go every other day you know and then I was telling my therapist this and I was like yeah and then like I'll miss Monday and then like the rest of the week is ruined and I have to start over and she's like you know you can just go like Tuesday Wednesday Thursday or Thursday Friday Saturday or Monday Friday Sunday like you can go any day you don't have to like give yourself these rules and these parameters. And I was like, holy shit, you're making so much sense right now. <laughs> Why are you speaking logic? So I've, I've, I've taken on that same approach for like reading. I know, like I, I touched on this before. Like I keep having all of these video series ideas. Yeah. And because they're like, some of them are like, you know, I could do it within a month, but some mm -hmm. of them take like multiple months of pre-planning. Yeah. And so then I'm just like, okay, well, I know that I have to pick like all the all the books for my upcoming TBR, but I also have to film this, this and this video series in that month. So I need to pick books specifically for those video series. So then it's less about me choosing books that I really want to read in the moment versus like books that I need to read mm. to finish these video series. Yeah. And I know that I need to stay away, like back away from that mm. because I realized that like that's why I haven't been enjoying as much as usual the last couple of months. Um. So I'm hoping that like the reset in July and then coming back for the second half of the year, I'm really going to take like so many video series ideas I've had for like the remaining part of the year and literally just scrap them for later at a different time because it's like I need to just like read for fun. I know. Very radical thought. It's insane. It doesn't have to be a competition always. What do you mean? I know. It's 
painful. It's painful. Speaking of the next couple months and what you have in store, are there any books that you're looking forward to actually reading? Yes. So um, I really want to um, get to some new releases of series that like I have been enjoying so far. Okay. And it's just like the upcoming books are coming. Um, so one of them is Mammoths of the Gate by Nevo. And that's the fourth book in the Singing Hills cycle, which is a collection of um, Asian-inspired novellas. And the Singing Hills cycle, I believe it's supposed to be five books. And so the fourth one is coming out this year um, in September, I believe. And then the other one is System Collapse by Martha Wells, which is the seventh book in the Murderbot Diaries. And that's a series of sci-fi novellas slash novels because the author like switches between those two page counts in her series. Okay. Um, that being said, I, I've read the first four books. So I still need to read book five and six before I can read the seventh one. But I'm excited nonetheless. It's coming out later this year. I'm just like, I need to read them. I need to read more series. That is something that I, um, at the beginning of this year, we talked about this. I was like, I need to read books that have more nuance to them. You know, I want to be more of a sophisticated reader. Um, but let's be honest. I like to read like romantic comedies. I like to read these smutty little gremlin books. So why the fuck am I going to like not allow myself to do that to indulge in that hobby i have a question for you yes. and i'm not trying to attack you by oh any God. means here we go have you read a single book in a series this year because i think you've only read standalones yeah do companion novels count <laughs> are you talking about companion novels in like romance series like ha like half a point like okay here's the thing here's the thing sometimes they count when you want them to count like when I have a reading prompt where it's like continuous series, I'm like, yeah, this totally counts. It's it's a romance sequel. Um, and then sometimes when it's like, no, standalones only, I'm like, this book counts. It's a, it's it's by itself. Um, so to answer your question more directly and succinctly, no, I don't know what it is. The honestly, okay, truth be told, the last wait. No, the last series I started but have not continued is Percy Jackson. From our childhood. No, 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 no. Like that's no, the last time no. you read a book series was from our childhood? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I read Percy Jackson like a couple months ago. Oh, okay, that makes way more sense. I'm just like, did you read them when we were 12 or something when they came out? Like... I'm done. No, no, no. I was about ready to start roasting you, being like, um, it's been a decade now. She said, grow up and read a series. <laughs> Put your big girl pants on and read a series, please. May I, may I recommend you start off with the Twilight Saga? Oh my god. I love for it. For that nuance you're looking for. Oh, yes. The nuance of the Twilight Saga. I'm literally crying <laughs> tears. It's fucking funny. No, um,. Yes, I heard the new Percy Jackson was coming out on Disney, like the new series mm -hmm. was coming out. And like I mentioned to a coworker off the cuff that like I liked the movie and she gave me the dirtiest fucking look on the face of the earth. And she was you like, you this look right here. <laughs> yeah, like, that look. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean? You like the movie? Do you hate yourself? Even the like, author, <laughs> even the author hates his own movie. You understand that, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> so then she was like, no, you have to like go back and reread it. And so I went back and I reread the first Percy Jackson and I was like oh my god this is absolutely amazing so I actually have been meaning to get to the rest of the series um, so I will start off with a YA 
like Greek mythology series as like my first series of the year. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I will I will join you. Okay. I will humble myself. Okay. Um, so Percy Jackson movie is your Achilles heel. Yes. Um, the Aragon movie is mine. Okay. That's foul. I, I am one of like the two people in this entire world that likes that movie. Uh, it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but I loved that movie when it came out and I watched it dozens and dozens of times and I thought it was great. Um, the other person is my mother. Um, so we're the only two people I know of who like that movie. And anytime I would bring it up with other people, everybody kept giving me that look being like, you know, that movie was trash, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? It was fantastic. Literal masterpiece. <laughs> we need to do an episode where we talk about book versions of movies because there's so many and that would be so much fun. So one of the other new books that I really want to read that's like a brand new release that just came out um, is I want to kind of get back to like the fantasy romance and like the fantasy that kind of doesn't take itself too seriously because the people who read those books have so much fun. Um, And I need to get back on that. And so I'm going to read the most hyped book that's out there right now, which is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And I am so excited to read this because it sounds... Like, it's going to be bad in the best way possible. Yes, I feel that. I'm excited for it. It's on It's on Libby. I'm on hold for the next 13 weeks. So I will read it eventually, <laughs> but not now. I honestly have to agree. People who read fantasy romance, fantasy romance smut, they have the most fun. They literally, they know, they, they did something right. Like, they're doing something right in their lives because they're just vibes. Literally just vibes. And I'm so here for it. Um, some books that I'm looking forward to, um, I've heard nothing but great things about Yellowface by R.F. Kwong. That one is on my TBR. Um, also, Once More with Feeling by Eliza Sussman. Um, this is a second book in a, what is it called? Like, partner, no, partner book? romance the companion novellas i think it might be a companion i think it might be a companion i'm not entirely sure um and then same time next summer by annabelle monahan i read nora goes off script by annabelle monahan and i absolutely loved it this year so i really cannot wait for that one to come out and then the last one i'm really looking forward to is several people are typing by calvin kasulki kasulki i don't know how to pronounce that last name i apologize but um this book It's been, like, on my radar for a very long time now. And so I'm finally going to, like, make the effort to, like, not only check it out and get it on hold, but actually go beyond that and open it and read it. So (laughs) I've had it on hold several times now, and I've just, like, let the hold expire. I do hope that you get to that point where you start reading page one. Yes, yes. You know, that's the goal. That's the goal for the next part of the month. (laughs) You have to start off somewhere. That's true. Baby steps, baby steps. So before we wrap up today's episode, we are super excited to announce that our content is going to be changing just a little bit. Um, We are going to be transitioning into mostly book reviews. Yay! There's only so much that we can rant about reading as a hobby, which has been fantastic, but like we don't have enough to talk about for the remainder of the year. So we decided to pivot um, and go to the things that we uh, apparently talk about for three hours straight. Because uh, that might make slightly more content. 
but don't you worry. We're still going to have topic episodes and episodes like this one, check-in episodes. Those are not going to disappear because honestly, these are so much fun to film and record going in and recording with just vibes. We're just like, let's be chaotic today. (laughs) Yes, vibes in a prompt is like our favorite. We actually sat down and planned out the books we are going to be reading for the rest of the year and i am so excited i am too like it's a variety of everything there's so many different genres and demographics we were really trying to give you guys like a variety of books to follow along with us um so as usual we're always going to be letting you guys know ahead of time what are the books that are coming up for the upcoming episodes so greta why don't you let them know what the next book review is gonna be So to kick off this little change of pace, the first book we will be reviewing is Paranisi by Suzanne Clark. I'm so excited. I know nothing about this book, so I'm really going to go into it blind and just like experience it. It'll be so good. I am so excited. If you have any book recommendations or any books you want us to check out, please, by all means, just send us a little DM. Yeah, like honestly, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, leave a comment, slide into our DMs and let us know like, hey, I would really love to hear you guys rant about X, Y, and Z for three hours straight. And like, you best believe we will deliver. We will talk. (laughs) If the people want, we shall deliver to the people. So Millie, speaking of, where can people find us? All right. So you guys can find us um, on multiple different podcast um, platforms. So we're on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify and we are on Apple Podcasts. You guys can also find us on our new YouTube channel where you guys can see our faces as we talk for our podcasts. Um, You guys can also find us on social media. So we are on TikTok, the books we meet in the lib, and on Bookstagram, the books we meet in the library. You guys can follow us on any of those platforms. Additionally, Greta, where can they find you? Um, You can honestly, you can mostly find me stalking people on the books we meet in the library. But if you would like to see some of my just unhinged content, I am at Greta's favorite things literally everywhere. Millie, where can people find you? You guys can find me on my booktube channel, Into the Nook. You guys can follow me on my Instagram, Into the Nook Realm. And uh, my goal by the end of 2023 is to have a Into the Nook Realm TikTok. It'll happen. It'll happen. Before we go, we did want to extend a very happy Pride Month to everyone. Woo! Yay! Happy Pride to everybody. It is the month to celebrate all of the queerness additionally because it's pride month on tiktok and on insta stories we are going to be doing this 30-day pride challenge where we are going to be recommending a book with queer representation every day and these are books that we have read and loved and um new releases and books that are on our radar that we just want to scream about um and share with you guys for some more queer books We will talk to you in two weeks where we will be doing our full cover to cover review on Paranisi. We will talk to you then. Thank you. Bye. Bye.